No, we, we getting everything together. You guys just come on in. We'll be right with you in just a second. No wonder. of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, one only Dollar Throw My Taylor. Yo, it is another beautiful day in the most in Fuego city in the world. It is November 22nd. They told me something about highs of 81, lows of 70. Right now, though, it's like 79 degrees. It's, it's kind of rainy. It's a whole lot of windy. Like, I was one of them... Shut up my desk. But it was one of them days, as soon as I woke up, I was like, you know what? I think I can open up the windows to the motherfucking crib and let some of that morning breeze in there. You know, get get some of that dude over here flowing. Listen, this is season six, episode 43, excerpt 236 of the My T Sports Podcast. And man, do we have a Monday for you. Listen, we got the Cruising Davis results to talk about. We got the Hall and Silver results to talk about. We Obviously, it's Monday morning, so you know we're going to get into the AFC lease where the Jets stink. Cam Newton sinks, the Bills are number one, and it looked like two a time has just begun. But you know what we say, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. You play to win the game. Hello? So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My T Sports. Yo, can I, can I, can I, can I, can I get the, can I get it right away? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna want. I don't, I don't think you guys understand it. Like, this has been, this has been a really good weekend where I don't want to hold back. 
because we know we never have enough time to get through everything anymore. But we have today's show, we got tomorrow's show, and then, and, and, and you know, obviously, we got the Wednesday show that's obviously the three hour special. So we're gonna get right into everything because, man, what a performance! What a performance! First of all, first of all, first things first. APB siren can mean one thing and one thing only. And that means that it's AFC least time. I'm gonna let you guys know in a little secret. I've been up for over 24 hours. Don't don't ask me why. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me how all this shit is playing about. But yeah, of like oddly enough, I've been up for over 24 hours. And yesterday at one o'clock, Tua gets his First start. Yeah, folks. Tua got a tongue twister. Gets his first start. But not he just gets his first start. He gets his first W in his first start. And I say that now in a very confident manner, mind you. But when you watched the game, you didn't think the story. Thank you. You didn't think the story of his first start in the NFL was going to go the way that it did. Now, maybe you did because the numbers weren't great. And if you guys are listening or watching on the gram, I appreciate it. If you really want to interact with the show, because I can't see none of the shit that's popping up over there. Listen, let's take yourself over to the Mighty Sports Podcast on Podbean Live. That way, not only can you interact um, interact with the show, but you can also call up if you want to, if you want to join the debate. Listen, if you're a Dolphins fan and you're out there and you, and you feel a little excited this morning because of how your team looked, yo, give me a call. I, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, if you're... Who was that? If you're a Chicago fan. Was that a damn? Was that Chicago? Chicago, New Orleans, that? Uh, or, or if you're a New Orleans fan, you mad about that hit that that that, that we're going to talk about on Wednesday. Like, like give us a call. Yo, if you're a, ball, if you're a Baltimore fan and you're, tired of, and, and you're tired of your quarterback looking like Cam Newton, I mean, yo, Cam Newton looking like uh, looking like Lamar Jack, I don't know what's going on anymore. But you, if you're upset about it all, yo, give us a call. Or if you just want to celebrate because you're still a, you're, you're a Lakers fan and you're still a Dodgers fan, you're still coming off, of those, uh, coming off of those ring highs, like, yo, holla at your boy. This is what we're here for. It's Monday afternoon. It's therapy time. It's time for you to get my teeth. I know it's a lot. If you need a little bit of time to relax, right? I know you I know I just told you that I haven't that I I've, I've been up for over 24 hours. Don't ask me why. <laughs> like, I'm just going to tell you, don't ask me why I've been up for 24 hours. Just know that I have been and I can keep going. Like, I, I know at some point in time I'm going to crash, but I got so much shit to do. Like, who knows? Like, I may honestly crash at, like, regular crash time because I'm feeling pretty wired, folks. I'm feeling pretty wired, folks. Just like if you're a Dolphins fan, right? You should be feeling pretty wired from how your team looked last night or yesterday afternoon. Because the start of Tua's career would have made you believe that you know what damn this is the thing that we feared or just damn like this is what happens when you go up against basically the best defender in the nfl that this is how you're gonna look but the way it played out like well if this is how you look 
against the best player in the world, especially after your first possession, it's a strip. It's a strip sack fumble and a fumble recovery by the opposing team. That's 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 his very first possession. That's a, like if you watched his very first possession of this game, you're not thinking that Tua got a tongue twister is gonna come away with a W for his team. And dude, I gotta tell you. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, I almost went. In, I almost went into Halloween mode. For Halloween, I happened to be. I happened to be Ed from from Good Burger. And I'm telling you, dude, it was might be one of the best costumes I've had it for a very, very long time. I actually had a little kid drill me on all of the, and that was probably the best thing about the costume, right? Was that it wasn't just something that adults knew, but it was also something that kids knew. Which I was surprised about, cause like I know my niece, like she knew what it was, but even when she expressed to me that she knew what it was, when I was walking around the house singing, "I'm a dude, he's a dude, she's a dude, we're all dudes," like even when I was doing that and she recognized that song from Good Burger, that put me in shock. But when all of the kids that um, or, or I can say majority of the kids, and we're talking about from as young as probably seven to as old as 18 <laughs> all recognized that I was um, that I was Ed from Good Burger I was like oh fuck yeah that was the perfect costume to pick automatically gets pushed up to like one of my top 3 costumes like like up there with 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 my Mr. T costume and my Dave Chappelle's rendition of Prince like 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 fully 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 and that's because the kids understood it and once the kids understood it like a kid literally asked me why did I jump into, why did I jump into a slushing machine, um, while I was with my full clothes on? And I had to say, well, hey, little dude, have you ever jumped into your pool on like a really, really hot day? He was like, yeah. And I was like, well, just imagine jumping into a slushy. That's like a hundred times better. <laughs> oh shit! I was having fun. I was having fun. I, I had I had full I had full blown fun. I had both full blown fun. It's like if you're a Dolphins fan, you should have at least had fun from watching watching this game. Because even though Tua got a tongue twister, had that fumble on his first possession, that caused that 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 that, that basically led to a, if I'm not mistaken led to an easy score for the for the Rams. I can tell you one thing: as I saw the defense come onto the field and see the defense come onto the field several times, right? I would quickly start to recognize, like, you know what? And, and I live down here in South Florida, so I don't never have access to Dolphins games. I just never really watch them. <laughs> like, let's not get it twisted. Like, a part of me was, like, I was still just a Jets fan last year, right? And no, I didn't leave the Jets because because they suck. Like, that just happens to be a byproduct of, of, of my departure, right? But I ultimately left the Jets because the owner was racist, right? Or, or, or has racist tendencies, I should say. So that's the part of that's that's the reason why I'm wrong with the Jets, and and there's actually something else I'm gonna get into with that too because there's something else about about my departure and what's happening right now that actually has me a little upset. I ain't gonna lie, I'm a little fed up right about now, right? <laughs> because things are because things are playing out exactly the opposite of how I thought they were gonna play out, and how I thought I th and how I think a lot of individuals thought that this season was gonna play out for some of the teams in the NFC 
least. Damn it, I said it again, didn't I? <laughs> sexy beast is over here to my left if you're watching on the ground this is my mint plant and i just had to bring her out because she smells oh so divine and she took a tumble earlier i, I, I kind of bruised her like i said it was real windy and i keep her by the window so that, and this is how she gets all these like look at the size i don't think you guys understand like yo b look at the size of these leaves yo they're almost as big as my goddamn hand like these leaves are massive b Motherfucking massive. But, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, she took a little tumble earlier today. So, I had to remove her from the window. I didn't want to take another spill. And now she's joining us in the podcast. I love I, I love my plan. I love watching my plan grow. It's, mo it's, it's one of the most satisfying things that I, that I have. And, and, and that, that, that I can do alone and brings me peace. <laughs> One of the things that is that you can do alone that brings me peace. Just like the Miami Dolphins would ultimately get peace of mind while continuing to watch Tua play because even though on his first possession, well, and, and I and I should really pull it up, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this a little bit from what I thought was memory, right? Even though on his first possession happened to be a turnover. On his second possession, if I'm not mistaken, he went, marched his team down the field and he led them to a touchdown. Oh, okay. Sorry, we have construction all over the place. Actually, no, it wasn't in the very next possession. Let me see. It was fumble, punt, punt. Okay, by the end of the first half. Or by the end of the first quarter, actually. Okay, so, oh, damn, all that happened in the first quarter? Still kind of makes sense. Still kind of makes sense. <laughs> so, even though, like, on his first possession was a fumble, he would eventually march his team completely down the field by the end of the quarter after his team came up with an interception as well. And they would tie, that, and they would tie the game 7-7 by the end of the first quarter. And I'm not going to lie. That's when I passed out. That's when I kind of blacked out for just a little bit. So maybe I'm not up for quite, maybe I'm not quite up for a full 24 hours. There was a nap in there between the second and halfway through the third quarter of the Miami Dolphins and LA Rams game. So maybe, maybe that little bit of sleep is what messed up my whole entire cycle that now has me, that, that now prevented me from sleeping through the whole entire night. Like this could be the reason. This could be the reason. It could also be the reason that that I, that probably because I also started I also started catching up on Shameless last night, and Shameless is so goddamn ratchetly good that sometimes I I have to force myself to pull away. Just like I'm gonna have to force myself. <laughs> oh man. Excuse me. Just like I'm gonna have to force myself to pull away, and take a quick break because you know what, it is already break time and since it is already break time we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna take ourselves a nice little break we're gonna come back we're gonna finish talking about the 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 the, the afc least i'm sorry even saying it sometimes still like leaves a little like bad taste in my in, in, in my throat but we're gonna talk about the afc least when we come back we're gonna finish up on these games we still got boxing to talk about we got ufc to talk about we got sports to talk about 
and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Maybe we need to take, we need, maybe we need to reduce the and more a little bit, make sure that we can finish this in an hour. I want you all to remember the change you want begins with you. Your vote matters. So don't just register to vote. Go out and vote and begin making the change you want. <laughs> I want you all to remember the change you want begins with you. Your vote matters. So don't just register to vote. Go out and vote and begin making the change you want. Welcome back to the My Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one and only Donald Omar Taylor. If you are listening, then I do appreciate you listening to the podcast. Whether you're catching it live on the gram, you're catching it live on my website, mytsports.net. That's M as in Mike, Y as in Yankee, T as in Tango Sports.net. Or you're listening on Podbean Live. I super duper appreciate you catching the pod, the podcast live. If you're not, if you're unable to catch the Podbean Live, the podcast live because of obviously you know unlike my bum ass like you guys have regular nine to fives you guys have shit to do <clears throat> so you're over here looking like yo I gotta catch the rear I do appreciate you catching rear wherever you're catching it on Podbean TuneIn iTunes iHeart even on my pod even on the website you can even catch rears but listen no Castbox Google um, podcast Spotify Stitcher Pandora Pod uh, Facebook Tumblr LinkedIn Twitter or you, you simply just tell your, who's going on, Paul? Thank you for always joining the podcast. Or even if you just tell your smart speaker to play the latest episode of the MYT Sports Podcast, and it will go ahead and take care of that for you. The same exact way that the Miami Dolphins found a way to take care of their business last night. And don't forget that today's podcast is brought to you by Vote. Vote or die, bitches. Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good, Paul. I actually happen, I, I don't know if he's on grandma, like... Funny note, I I'm, I'm I haven't slept in about twenty four hours. <laughs> or, or I think I've slept for like an hour in like twenty four hours. I don't know. I, I just I was I've just been up. I've just been up. Just one of them days. It happens like that sometimes. No, 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 no. I think I got caught. I just got caught up watching Shameless last night after all the football was done. I'm I'm pretty behind. I th- I think I'm like I'm like three or four seasons behind on on Shameless. Like, so it kept on asking me if I was awake, and I was like, well, yeah, did you not see how that last episode just ended? <laughs> so, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure, but it's not stress at all. Like, I, I'm just I'm just awake. I am just awake. Just like how Dolphins fans woke up today actually happy because their team won a very good game. Or a game against a very good team, because I'm going to let you know now. I don't know too many people that truthfully had the Dolphins pick to win this game. Actually, I am going to check the record, and I think this was... Nope, no, nope, no, nope, this wasn't one of the games where we all picked up, but it wasn't in full confidence. It wasn't in full confidence. <laughs> but the Miami Dolphins found a way to come this, um, pull this off, and not just pull this off, but to have Tua got a tongue twist to have this be not his first start and get his first W. Now I, uh, I I I do I did tell you guys like 
I think I blacked out or passed out probably some like after the first quarter because like after he after I saw him after I saw him score his first NFL touchdown, I think I just kind of blacked out for a little bit because I don't remember anything until like maybe like halfway through the third, and when I came to. The Miami Dolphins are up, and they're not just up. I mean, they are whooping their ass up, 28 to 10. And I'm looking at this like, what the fuck did I just miss? So ultimately, I start going to fantasy, right? And I start looking to see if Tua got a tongue twister, went off, and became some fantasy phenom. I need to see if I need to, if, if I need to, for some odd reason, go ahead and handcuff him as a quarterback just to stop somebody else from getting him. I won't use him. I won't play him. I can't. I, I still got a disdain for the Miami Dolphins. Like I said, it's gonna take. It's gonna take years. And, and, and a lot of sports therapy for me to be able to, to wash over the disdain that I have for the Miami Dolphins and the Patriots. So like, whenever so whenever that day comes, maybe, maybe I will say something about the Miami Dolphins that isn't that, that, that doesn't have a sly remark or, or isn't double or isn't a double edged sword or a double entendre. But until then, you're gonna take you're gonna catch all of these verbal hands as I throw pun after pun after your team. I'm sorry. This is how things are going to be done. Hananaru, Brooklyn Zoo, that's how we do. But they're up. They're up in the third. They're up in the third. I look in fantasy and nothing is happening. I don't see any kind of numbers for Tua got a tongue twister. Because you know why? Tua got a tongue twister, ended that game with 12 completions. Dude, he ended the game with a long twist, 22 attempts, only 93 yards. Like, who the fuck doesn't throw for over 100 yards in, this, in the NFL? And this is supposed to be your king? This is your future? Now, before I passed out, right, or before I had that blackout moment during this game, so maybe I wasn't quite, maybe I haven't been up for quite 24 hours, but because I do definitely believe that I passed out somewhere between, like I said, beginning of the second quarter, and halfway through the third quarter of the game, so maybe so 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 maybe that so I think that's what it is. I think that forty-five minutes of rest right in between there threw off my whole entire rest cycle for the rest of the night. Like my body was like, "There goes all the sleep you needed. You got your shit early." It happens like that. But my but I don't know if it was Jared Goff, or I don't know if it was the Miami De Miami Dolphins defense. But I did see that Miami Dolphins defense did play with a little bit of nasty. And listen, and, and, and that's the only way to, to, to explain it, that they play with a little bit of nasty. And you know nasty when you see it, right? They don't give up on play. They gang tackle. You, 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 see, a, you, you see a little forearm, like, dug into the helmet or dug into the ribs as, as they're getting up. Like, you, you, you see the aggressiveness that they play with. Miami Dolphins had a little bit of that. So I don't know if it was it was because it was their nastiness that made Jared Goff look bad, but Jared Goff just looked bad, and and and, and I can't excuse him for the, for what I from the play that I saw in that first quarter. I saw him miss receivers, but granted I saw a couple of receivers like like drop some balls, but like I saw him throw behind people, like 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 I, I like oh it it was just bad. Like this was a game that was being handed to a to, to a guy to tongue twister. Like this is the ultimate confidence booster. Like 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 you got happy juice in your seat in your system from now to the end of the season. You are walking around the club drunk with false bravado from here on out. 
like, because somebody kissed you as soon as you walked in the door. So, yo, chop it up, though. Congratulations. Like, because I didn't think he was going to get it done. I thought this was going to be a massacre. Like, I thought Tua got a, I thought Tua got a tongue twister, was going to be too toothed in his way out of the league after this one. But, nah, he stood in there. He took them shots. He got himself a dub. And to you, Tua got a tongue twister. You didn't do what, what all those other teams did. Like, you know, they get the arrow effect. But for you, you get a full-blown... Big up, big up. First dub, huh? First dub. Congratulations to you. But really, who the congratulations need to? Who, like, the real people that was actually out there fighting, right? Gravante Davis. As we switch gears over just a little bit, right? Gravante Davis, right? Because don't you forget, folks, that we did have a boxing match that, that happened over the weekend. We didn't just have a boxing match over the weekend. We also had... Sorry, I keep going into my Ed from Good Burger uh, persona. Like I was, I was really, I, I went deep, I went deep in, 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 into into character. Like you know how they say you don't go full character. I went full character. Like I went full character. <laughs> like I like I had little kids coming up to me. It was like, hey, so can I um can I have a Good Burger? I was like, I can't just give you a Good Burger, little dude. You're gonna have to pay for a Good Burger. Like like full blown character. Like I'm telling you, like it was a good night. And, and if you and if you guys ask, like like if you guys if, if you guys ask me, like you gonna have to do it. You guys have to come over to the Podbean. You guys have to sign in there. And if you guys ask me to say the Welcome to Good Burger line, I will do it for you guys. I will do it for you guys before my next break. Okay? I I got you. I will make sure. I maybe I'll do it for the end of the show. But I got you. I guarantee you. I will do it for you at least one time before the end of the podcast. And somebody that did it one time, or at least one time again. Gravante Davis, as he had a championship fight where it was the light his light heavyweight championship, um, going up against the WBA junior lightweight champion, Leo Santa Cruz. And Gravante Davis improves to 24 and 0. 23 of them now by knockout. Including this defeat that he had over Leo Santa Cruz to unify the lightweight and the WBA junior lightweight um, title. Now, this this is one of those fights. Now, Gravante Davis is, is one of those fighters, I should say, that falls into the category of one of those young, beautiful fighters to watch, right? And this is just the, and this is just the way that I'm going to... Oh, this is just the way... Thank you. <laughs> this is just the way that I'm going to um, dis um, describe these boxes from now on because... There's something, there's something about the art of boxing, and everybody displays that art of boxing a little bit differently. But you, but when they are a master of that art, or when you, when you can see that they are a true carpenter of the ring, then you have to, the only thing that you can do is describe them as what they are. It's like sometimes just watching a dancer do their thing, whether they're a ballerina, whether, whether they're a crunker, or whether they're a stripper. Like once you get mesmerized in, 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 into their craft, you're mesmerized into their art, and this is one of the times where like these guys are just beautiful boxers, and, and Gravante Davis falls into that category of these beautiful boxers, of these beautiful young boxers that you want to watch fight because what they do in the ring is a craft, and it is an art, and it is must-see every single time. And this fight, you can see very early that Gravante Davis, not only was he elusive, and he was basically hard to hit, and, and you have to figure that being under a Mayweather camp, or being trained directly by Mayweather, and having Mayweather, having Mayweather actually... 
I don't want to uh, big you up, sponsor you, talk so highly of you. You know what I mean? As as one of the next ones is 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 something to go on. So elusiveness is something that you're gonna have because Mayweather isn't just gonna sponsor bums, right? We all we all know this. He's money Mayweather. He's a gambler, but he's also a smart gambler. Hey, he bet on himself every time he fought. So not only did he win money and um, win money in the ring from his purse, he also won money in the ring from winning from from betting on himself. He always bet on himself to win. And he and he left the, and he left the game fifty and zero. That was more money on top of more money. <clears throat> and the Gavante Davis fight, you can see how money influenced this young fighter with with his defense. You can you can even see it with with some of his hind speed and definitely with Gavante Davis, right? And, and I want to say sometimes even the size of the gloves that he was using to help protect his hand, but Gavante Davis. Very, very, very early, right? You can see the counter hook that he kept on, that he kept on using, and he kept on waiting, and he kept on waiting for for Santa Cruz to come in there and and, and not even throw reckless punches, but just throw any punch, any jab, any 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 soft punch, and he could come in there and he could counter, and he could see constantly he was countering with that hook, countering with that hook, and early in early in the fight, he was he started throwing some of those counter hooks to the body. And then, and then slowly, a couple of times, he was slipping up to the chin. Didn't didn't connect early, but the ones for the body did connect early. Later on, around like third round or so, those uppercuts, that those counter uppercuts, started to catch, and they started to, and they started to hit flush on Lopez, or not on Lopez, but on Santa Cruz. And in the third, he caught him with an uppercut that that you really thought he was gonna put him to sleep. And you know what happened in the fifth? He caught him with that same uppercut. And it was night, night. We're talking about. Down him, laying down, let him set it. Pimp in distress. Man down, pimp in distress. Seven thirty. Somebody call him. He was gone, asleep. Like, like, he woke up and was like, oh, shit, where's breakfast? Oh, I'm still in the ring? Oh, that was not a dream. <laughs> the only way I thought I could lose that bat was if I was dreaming. Okay, I got put to sleep. Wrecked him. Cranked his whole neck. Like, we're talking about his neck <laughs> did a 150-degree turn. Not a complete 180, but at least a full 150. Then it was asleep. And then we take another break. Because I just have to continuously today remind you as election is tomorrow that... I want you all to remember the change you want begins with you. Your vote matters. So don't just register to vote. Go out and vote and begin making the change you want. Now the Gavante Davis fight, right, as we are back with the Mighty Sports Podcast. The Gavante Davis fight wasn't the only hard-hitting fight that, that you would see, right? But because and that's only because there were actually some hard hits on the NFL field. We're not going to talk about the fights that happened on the field. We're going to save that one for tomorrow. 
we're going to talk about more about the teams that didn't put up a fight on the field. And it's lucky for the New York Jets, right? That they played the Kansas City Chiefs. Because if it wasn't for them playing the Kansas City Chiefs, there'll be no reason for us to even really, or the nation, or the world, to have any concern about the New York Jets game. The New York Jets have not won one single game all season. Now, are you asking me for you mean not one? For those people that, that, that don't really watch, don't really just watch sports, and you just kind of, and, 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 and I am your sports filter, if you ask me, me not one, yes, not one. They haven't won one game. We are in week eight. The New York Jets are a donut and eight. Oh, and eight. New York Jets. Listen, it is very, 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 very. I don't know how much to say how, how likely this is, but it is very likely. The New York Jets may not win one game all season. That's how sad they are. That's how, like, that's how sorry they are. Like, that's how, like, just this utterly disgusting of a football team the New York Jets are that. Like, they may not win anything. And the only reason why we watched this was because they just played the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Kansas City Chiefs have the has MVP on their team, and they just won a, and they just won a championship. And honestly, how disrespectful that we were! I honestly started take I actually started taking numbers and was like, "Yo, do you think it's gonna be over or under 300 yards, um, 300 yards rushing for the Kansas City Chiefs?" Everybody, everybody in the room took under. I, I took the over. They were all right. I was being disrespectful. I took over under 500 yards passing. Like everybody took the under. I took the over. Once again, I was being disrespectful, but I was almost right. I was almost right. Well, yeah, because oh, maybe well, okay, maybe well, yeah, because yeah, I was almost right. Patrick Mahomes put up four hundred and sixteen yards passing. Now you would figure if you put up four hundred and sixteen yards passing that you may. Especially with the dynamic run game that the Kansas City Chiefs have, right? That you may be able to put up close to 700 yards total offense. Because that's also what I asked as well. Will they have a um, total of 750 yards total offense? Everybody in the room picked under. I picked over. The Kansas City Chiefs only had, if I'm not mistaken, about 30... Yards rushing? 40? 50? What was that? What is this? Four, yeah, 50 yards rushing. So they had a total of 466 yards. Or some crap like that. I'm close. You know, 496 yards. The Kansas City Chiefs almost had a total of 500, yard, 500 yards of total offense. But they had five touchdowns and no interceptions. Travis Kelsey had 109 yards on eight receptions. And 12 targets. Now, these guys didn't put over 100 yards, but they might as well. Tyreek Hill, 98 yards. Some guy I ain't even heard of before. McCall Hardman, 96 yards and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill had two touchdowns. Kelsey added another one. And that's just four out of the five that they had. And they all were through the air. 
and and, <laughs> and and I can't be mad at Patrick Mahomes. Like they ask him the question. Like you you ask stupid. Like sometimes like even for even for good people, when you ask stupid questions, you get stupid answers, right? Just like when you do stupid things, you get stupid prizes, right? <laughs> so they ask, they asked Patrick Mahomes about about the game, and Patrick Mahomes was like, "Well, listen, they were really focused on on stopping the run." So we passed the hell out of the ball. And they did a really good job on top in the run. Like, they really held us on the run game. But they allowed 416 yards passing. Like, it was so much of a blowout, again, for the Jets. That without injury, the opposing team was able to play their backup quarterback. While their backup quarterback still looks as good as the New York Jets starting quarterback. Like, it is a complete shit show that's going on. Like, 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 a complete shit show that's going on with the New York Jets. Like, and thank God they was playing the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Because let me know, let me let you guys know how bad this was, right? When this game started, right, and the, and the odds came out for this game, this came out as a 22, um, they came out as a 22-point underdog. A 22-point underdog. Those are college numbers. By the time, by the time things officially settled, they settled at 19 and a half point underdog. It wouldn't have mattered when you would have placed your bet and and bet for the Kansas City Chiefs to cover. They would have covered both. That's ridiculous. The New York Jets lost nine to 35. That's 26 points. They covered and well, they covered with a field goal to give. Like, Jesus Christ, man. Like for the Jets, they they really should just officially retire their season. Like, like if they were the New York Jets, like they like they should just go ahead and officially retire their season. But unfortunately, they're not gonna retire their season. And unfortunately, but maybe fortunately for us, we did get an opportunity. To see one of the greatest, I, could, I, I think um, I think I feel very safe um saying this, but yeah, one of the greatest UFC fighters that we have ever seen. Yeah. I want to say I am 100% confident in saying that. Because <clears throat> on Saturday night, when there was also a boxing match going on by Gavarte Davis and Leo Santa Cruz, we also had a UFC fight between Jamaican's own, Jamaica's own, sorry. Sorry, sorry, Regent, sorry, Regent. Uriah Hall taking on Brazil's own Anderson the Spider Silva. And as we all know, Anderson the Spider Silva, he is a bona fide Hall of Famer. He is when after shortly after he retires from the UFC, right? Which he should be retiring after this fight. That's what it's said about him. That he should be retiring after this. This is supposed to be his farewell fight. This is supposed to be a retirement fight. This is supposed to be <clears throat> This is supposed to be his going away from the... He's supposed to be done. So, if you watch this fight, it basically was a very nostalgic fight for more, for, for more things, right? 
You can even see at times the over-respect from Uriah Hall as he's fighting Anderson Silva. There was a lot of pawning. Like, like, like if you if you know how if you've seen Anderson Silva fight, there was a lot of pawning. There was a, there was a lot of there was a, there was a lot of um, I won't even call it busy jabs, but just showing a lot of just pawning with your hand, just just showing a lot of just a lot of fake activity that 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 kind of had a cadence. Just imagine a slow stroke. Like it had one of those kids. It had a it had a slow stroke cadence. So, like, and I'm saying that coming from my end, which means that if you're a professional fighter, obviously you can see the timing on, on these slow pawns and realizing that there's nothing done that's being here to harm me. It's just showing fake activity. And then this is just kind of reminding me, like I said, it was a, it was a nostalgic act where it reminded me of how Anderson Silva's fights used to look and how we used to take them and how even at the end while he had his belt, and, and he is one of the most decorated fighters, and I'm mad that I have it saved in my phone and I don't have it written down for you guys. But don't worry, it'll, it'll, it'll come up again probably Wednesday, and I'll get the opportunity to give him his just due for how long, for, for how, I think he's one, of, I think he's still the longest reigning champion um, that UFC has ever had with like 2,900 something days, or whatever, and, and, I, and it could be more days. I think he's also, if I'm not mistaken, um, has the most title, I think I smell food. Has the most title defenses um, um, when it comes to the U on the UFC as well as well as a, as as a, as a, as a bunch of other stats. Once again, I'll be reading those off to you probably Wednesday night more than anything else. But if you've ever truly watched the Anderson Silva fight, you realize that it could be kind of boring sometimes. It kind of lacks luster or lack lack action. And like I said, and sometimes when there is action, it's kind of a lot of a fake action, a lot of pawn and a lot of feints, a lot of a, a, a lot of feeling out, because he's always kind of waiting for a counter. And when he's and, and nobody is is playing that game with him anymore. And once Uriah Hall wasn't playing that game with him anymore, then he went back into the into the Anderson Silva mode that exposed his weak ass chin. And that is when he's chasing with his guard wide the fuck open, <laughs> right? And he's chasing and he's chasing and he's chasing. He's not getting out of the way after throwing something bullshit, right? After after throwing a pawn, basically. But he's chasing with the pawn in his chin out. And it's listen. It's the same. It's the same weak ass chin, and it's the same mistake that lost him his belt. What's 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 going on, like, right? Appreciate you coming into the podcast. It's the same thing that 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 broke his mystique. It's the same thing that lost his that lost him his belt, and it's the same thing that basically makes him one and seven over his last eight fights. Is that chin of his uh, has been exposed? Nobody is following that chick. No, nobody is gonna chase you so that you can counter them. They're like, oh no, you know what? We gonna start making you be the aggressor. You can start chasing us, and we gonna counter you. It was, it, and what's Anderson again? Like I said, he's a bona fide Hall of Famer. It was a good. It was good to see him. It was, it, it was, it was appreciative, but not everybody appreciated the fact that he came back to fight. Um, after the fight was over, right? Dana White would go on an interview and say that that he regrets letting him fight. That 
he shouldn't have let him fight, that he always has treated him like family, and letting him fight this last fight was a mistake, and he shouldn't have done it. And now you hear Anderson Silva talking about, oh, he's, not, he's not sure if he's a Rich Carter retire or not. Uh, after looking at, after seeing Anderson Silva's last eight fights, yeah, Anderson Silva needs to retire. He's done. But we're going to take another like, last break. When we come back with the Mighty Sports Podcast, we get into the NFC, the AFC least game of the week because there still is a game of the week for at least for even these sorry bunches. And man, did it have its drama. Drama. Drop that beat for me. I want you all to remember the change you want begins with you. Your vote matters. So don't just register to vote. Go out and vote and begin making the change you want. That's remember, folks, that it is not too late for you guys to get out and vote. Go ahead and take that member. Elections are coming up. It is right around the corner, right? So by a little a little later than this time tomorrow, we should be having a either a re-election or a new president of the United States. I, I, I Listen, I, I'll, I'll tell you this personally, right? I technically only had two presidents in my life. I've only voted. For, I've, only, I've, only, I've only been able to vote, I think, for three of them. And the first one I didn't vote for, and he sent my ass to war. And I can't, I kind of have to count him because he was actually my commander in chief. And then I fully voted for Obama. Like, like I'm, I'm gonna claim him all day long. And then everybody else, I ain't vote for. And they weren't my command. Uh, and they weren't my commander in chief. So I have a lot of people that isn't my pick. Like, listen, even if the Democrats win, like. The Democrat representative, I didn't vote for that representative. <laughs> so, like, like, don't get it twisted. Like, there's different layers to this shit. But make sure you guys go out and vote. Like, remember, this whole entire podcast. So this segment, last segment, the segment coming after this, is all brought to you by Vote or Die, bitches. And talking about win or die. We have the Miami, not the Miami, the Buffalo Bills taking on the New England Patriots. Rivalry game, right? Division rivals, I so smell food. Division rivals, man, I smell food. Division rivals, there's supposed to be a level of nastiness to this game. Patriots fans should understand what this game means. All Bills fans understand what this game means. Uh, and when I say not even Patriots fan, but Patriots players should understand what this game means. Thank you. But I know, I know for the most part that the majority, if not all Bills players, knows what this means. And this game had some significance. This game had meaning. Like, you understand, when is the last time that you're going to say that the Bill Belichick-led team needs to win to avoid their fourth straight loss because that's what the Miami and that's what the New England Patriots were up against when they were taken on the red hot and, and I do want to say as of right now red hot Buffalo Bills as the Buffalo Bills have a record of five and two 
New England Patriots are coming into this game with a record of 2-4. and four, And this is really as must-win as you can figure must-win for New England. And not for nothing. They are in control of this game. And then something happens. Something happens that I'm going to tell you that is not the first time that you're going to hear that you're going to hear about it this week when it comes to running quarterbacks, when the game matters to most. I'm pretty sure it's going to come up again this season. But I'm telling you for a fact that you will definitely hear it again in this week when it comes to how it affected the final results of the game and actually winning. And while the New England Patriots are trying to avoid losing their fourth straight game, the Bills are trying to answer are the Bills Mafia? Because, I mean, sometimes the Bills are the, are, are the Bills Mafia. Like, they are their fans. To be not, but, like, talking about like a team sometimes takes on the personality of their city. Like, that's what happens when you go play for the Bills. Like, you take, they, they take on that crazy sometimes. And the answer is, is the Bills Mafia for real. And I'm still holding off as they improve to 6-2 and two now. I'm still holding off. And I'm holding off for one simple reason, one simple reason only. The weather hasn't really gotten cold yet. And we all know that they have a quarterback that's willing to run. But if you have a quarterback that's willing to run, I mean, you have a quarterback that's willing to get injured. Which also means that you have a quarterback that will is not just willing, but may be able of having a turnover at the end of the game when it matters the most, like it happened with Buffalo versus Miami. Because this game was very well in winning position for New England Patriots, or at least in the position for them to tie this game. They are they already have the ball in 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 field goal position. They actually have the ball in the goddamn red zone. And really, all they needed to do, if if anything else, was run the ball to to run off a little bit more time off the clock, so that if and in, and then get themselves in position that if they don't score a touchdown, that their field goal kicker is going to have a chip shot, so that they can tie this game 24 to 24 and go into overtime and continue to fight some more. But that is not how that happened. That may have been the game plan. That is not what happened. Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the... I mean, everybody has a plan until your quarterback fumbles the ball. And that is what happened to the New England Patriots. As they are down in red zone territory. As they are down in field goal position. As they are down in the game 24-21. to 21, Cam Newton takes the ball. And he is running and, and he is running to the left sideline. You see him cutting himself back in right. He has the ball loosely in his right hand. And you guess what happened. They put a piece of... They put a body on that arm. And next thing you know, that ball is being coughed up. The Bills, um, the Bills take over the game. There's just about 30 seconds left in the game the bills have it and it is game over six two buffalo bills two four new england patriots sorry two and five new england patriots that is the series that we're talking about here and i ain't gonna lie to like there's a jets part of me that i'm like Oh, former Jets part, I should say. That is really like, you know what? I'm really glad that this is happening happening to the Miami, um, to the New England Patriots. 
Like, like, but there's a part of me that's like, damn, I think I left you guys just one year too early because I would love to be a Jets fan and be able to, even though my team would be 0-8, but I'll be able to soak into the fact that this is the year that the evil empire crumbles. And that would have been a much bigger pleasantry than anything else. Man, can you believe it's been an hour already, folks? It's just about an hour already. Oh yeah, we about, we're we're really coming out to the end. So listen, we don't have too much more to get into. Why right? the, the Miami, the New England Patriots will end up losing this game, twenty-four to twenty-one, with the ball back into Buffalo's hands instead of theirs or their kicker's hands, and not overtime. But for some of these bad teams, like. We'll see if Miami Dolphins make any additional. And I don't want to call Miami Dolphins a bad team because they're still on they're still on the on the plus size of average than they are below. Or they may be 51, 52. Yeah, that's that's something a little bit more even, but they're still above average. But for some of these other bad teams, the NFL trade deadline is tomorrow. Right? So tomorrow up until like about 4 p.m. or so. You, they can start making moves again in the NFL, or making making moves in the NFL. And after that, there are no more moves that can be made. And so you're gonna still have to keep an eye out to see if there are any more draft picks that get added to, to bad teams as they try to get, um, get rid of t um, talent so that they can get um, not only a better draft stock but also get more draft assets as the, as the, we have the draft coming up. But like I said, that is tomorrow afternoon. Tonight we have Tampa Bay versus the New York Giants. And just to give you guys a little friendly reminder of how we picked, we have, huh, interesting. We have all of us across the board picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win. And when I say all across the board, it's all across the board. Now, now, crazy thing, now crazy enough, all across the board really hasn't benefited us this week so far. Now, while, <laughs> so I guess you should be safe to say that if all across the board applies to New York, then you're probably safe. We, um, the rest of them, they're up in the air. We all had Carolina to beat Atlanta, and Atlanta came away with a 25 to 17 victory. We all had the New York, the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the New York Jets. Like I said, when it involves New York, you're pretty safe with this, with this all or nothing. Um, we all had the Tennessee Titans to beat the Cincinnati Browns. We'll talk about that game on Wednesday, but yeah, we just cursed the fuck out of them. Well, geez, jinx them. And then for tonight's game, we have Tampa Bay versus the New York Giants. I still firmly believe that the Tampa Bay Bucks are gonna win, but like I said, you see how our record is. And the, but there is one little asterisk when they're playing a New York-based team. Man, there were a bunch of teams that did that did work. A bunch of guys that did work this week, and uh, and you will see them definitely in their fantasy numbers, right? So let's let us let us go ahead and end this show by giving a little ride out, right? A, a, a little a little a little a, 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 you know how we do our, our own little big up um, of sense, but give them a nice little you know as as we have as we have as we have Ad, Ad, Anderson the Spider Silver retiring with his last fight right let's go ahead and give not only you know him a nice little song to go ahead and retire to but also yes there is another song but also 
some of these other performers that that came up with Guns of the Week. And we ain't gonna talk. And what we're gonna do? We're gonna keep this in the like. This is Monday, right? We we don't want to get too serious right now. What we're gonna do? We're gonna keep this in the fantasy realm, right? So we'll talk about the type. And we haven't done this in a while. We we haven't hit, <laughs> we haven't hit you guys with the top fives in a in a in a really 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 long time. But you know the top five normally. Is, is, is sparked up by our boy. Fuck them! Fuck them! Fuck them! Fuck them! Fuck them! So let's go and get this popping for you guys. First up, right, we have the quarterbacks, of course. And listen, I told you about there was one quarterback that played a really, 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 really bad team. Well, guess what? That quarterback happened to be Patrick Mahomes, and he is number one on our list when it comes to the most productive um um a most productive quarterback. I think we already told you that he put up 416 yards and five touchdowns. Well, if you're playing fantasy in a standard league those 416 yards and five touchdowns amounted you to 36 fantasy points as Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes led all fantasy all quarterbacks with fantasy points huh? now he didn't lead all individual fantasy points he just happened to lead all, all quarterbacks yes there is somebody that put up more points than him and you know what I have to take a look and see if his if his team was even winning yes his team definitely did win that game and I'm and, and listen you can say that he that he was cooking but let's go on the next up on the list we had number two we have Mr. Unlimited right putting up 28 fantasy points it also leading his team to a nice little W after that we have Matthew Stafford with adding up 22 fantasy points and if I'm not mistaken I don't think the Detroit Lions were as lucky as Seattle or even Kansas City. I don't think that Detroit. I don't think that Detroit was able to come away with a victory. I'm trying to scour real quick before we move on to the next one. Actually, listen, listen here. The home team. Nope, they did not. They were not able to do it. Listen, Matthew Stafford. I don't know how you let the pull-out poppy pull that one out on you. Listen, it's the first time for everything. And speaking of pull-out poppies, number four on the list, number 20 with 22 fantasy points as well. We have Philip. No, can't pull out Poppy Rivers. Even though his team managed to pull out that W against Matthew Stafford, that's somebody also with with winning with, with winning biases, right? Oh, let's go ahead and continue to move on. Oh wait, I can't move on yet before we talk about who they like to call that bad man Aaron Rodgers as he added 21 points for my fantasy team. Yep, folks, I told you as we move now on to the running backs. For the running backs, folks, I told you the number one running back out there, he was cooking and I'm not lying. His name is Alan Cook and he plays for the Minnesota Vikings and he was the leader of all fantasy players, right? With 46 fantasy points and he added on to the board. Points. After this, we had Zach Moss from Buffalo added 20 fantasy points. We had Giovanni Bernard from Cincinnati with 19. We had Jordan Wilkins from Indiana with 18. That fucked me up as well. I'm like, what happened to Taylor? I thought he was supposed to be your number one, 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 number one. But apparently, I guess that was not the case. And follows in him is Henry with 17 points. Next up, we talk about the Fly Boys. Yes, we're talking about the wide receivers. And don't and listen. It's to be expected that if you met, if we if we mention a, a quarterback in the beginning, that it may be a wide receiver that he has down here. So let's start off with the first one, T teaming up with his number two um, wide, with his number two quarterback. We have the number one wide receiver that is DK Metcalf with 28 fantasy points. 
after that, we have Devontae Adams from Green Bay teaming up with his number five quarterback as Devontae Adams added 23 fantasy points onto the board. After that, we had Tyreek Hills joining his number one quarterback as he came in third with 21 fantasy points. After that, we had Rob Woods from the Los Angeles Rams. He ain't catching up with nobody that's on that list. At, you know, at least his quarterback wasn't out. Was what we just told you earlier, but he was able to add 20, um, 20 fantasy points as well. After that, we had Corey Davis from the Tennessee Titans added 18 fantasy points. Let's go ahead and move over to the to the to the tight ends, as, and after that, we'll be wrapping up the segment. We had Travis Kelsey, Kansas City again, popping up on the big board. 16 fantasy points. Tyson Hill from New Orleans and Jared Cook from New Orleans. Tyson Hill with 20 and Jared Cook with 11 fantasy points. We had Eric Ebon from Pittsburgh with 10 fantasy points as Pittsburgh remains to be undefeated. And then we also had Tunyon from, or is it Tonyan? But we, <laughs> but we'll call him Tonyan. We had Tonyan from Green Bay as a tight end as he gave me fantasy points on my bench as he hooks up with his number five quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, folks. That is the top five fantasy performers of the week as well. Look like we made it, folks. We're going to be able to end the show without too much time in between. I hope you guys um, appreciate the show. I appreciate you guys listening to the show, regardless of the many, many platforms that you are listening to. Let's always remember that I am your host, Talent Omar Taylor, a.k.a. the Army Black Knight, a.k.a. the favorite... Your favorite army vet, aka meow, meow. <laughs> that's wrong. Aka row, row like a dungeon dragon. Aka work hard, smoke harder. Aka I need to go, go get go take my ass to bed. I can feel the sleep deprivation starting to starting to catch up to me. Aka the one take wonder. Even when I'm working on minimal sleep, listen as the boy, as our boy, as he ain't he ain't officially our boy, but as our boy Toby in Wigway has told you guys, I, and I want to tell you before you leave here. I hope you catch a wave that never subsides. I am Talon Taylor with the Mighty Sports Podcast, and I am out of here. Play my outro for me, please. Sorry, B. I tried. Honest. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No lag. No lag. Gonna share my talents with Podbean Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gabbies. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New, improved, my podcaster. down now. Last call for drinks. Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. Tired, B. Tired. My T. Sports. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful day in Shay Shay Lamu's. Beautiful day in Shay Shay Lamu's. Won't you be mine? Oh, won't you be my listener? <laughs>